What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Writing Friction. And as always, today's guest is pretty cool. Everyone say hello to Hala Alion. How are you, Hala? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. It looks like you're bunkered down in an apartment along with me. I'm in a new apartment. I don't know if you're in a new apartment, though. I've been actually, I've been living here for three years um, oh. in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit sick of this view, which mm. is walls, walls, walls. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, uh, how long have you been in Brooklyn for three years? So I lived in Brooklyn um, like maybe ten, eight or nine years ago. I lived here alone when I was single for a few years. And then I met my partner. We lived in Manhattan for a while and then back to Williamsburg in 2016. Okay. Um, and then like walked around different apartments. But yeah, I've been back for... I guess for like five years. Okay, no, most. Uh, I, I mean, I grew up where they filmed The Sopranos, North Jersey. But oh, gotcha. yeah, but is I that was where you are right now? What's up? Is that where you are right now? No, I'm in San Francisco. If we could turn, actually. Oh my God! Look at those windows. Oh, you have, uh, this apartment is so i lived with room the sf story i don't know if it's like this in new york but it's always been you move here you live with four people like it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. how you start off yeah so you know with the way fucking things are going now i i i've been hopping around and i found and i found it locked it in bada bing bada boom amazing in like three days ago so you are now sans roommates First time in my life. I'm well, I am 33 years old. So this is the first time in my life I've ever not had anyone <laughs> when I opened and it's the best thing ever. Living alone is the absolute best experience in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, it allows me to write a lot, it allows me to do all the things I want to do, like raise. I have a little bulldog puppy. Uh, her name's Reba, and uh, she's in her crate right now. She's oh my god. Yeah, otherwise she'd be this wouldn't be happening. It would be too um, much. <laughs> It'd be way too much. Um, so let's kind of dial it back a little bit. Um, born, yeah, where are you born and raised? Are you from New York originally, East Coast? What, what's you know where? What? How did you get to Brooklyn? Um, good question. So I I was actually born in Carbondale, Illinois, but I never lived there. It's so my parents were living in Kuwait at the time. And my mom was super pregnant with me. And the way that the Middle East, um, a lot of the Arab countries work is that you automatically get whatever passport your father has. Okay. And my father's Palestinian. He just had like the laissez-passer. It's like basically travel documents. So my mother uh, went to visit her brother who was studying at SIU, Southern Illinois University. And she was like almost nine months pregnant and just like went, had me, we hung out for like a week and a half and then went back to Kuwait. Wow. So we were in Kuwait until Saddam invaded. Um, and I was four during the invasion. I just turned four. And then from there, we like went and stayed in Syria for a little bit. And then my parents sought asylum in the States and we lived in Oklahoma and Texas and then back to Oklahoma. And then we lived in Maine for a year. And then it's, just like the, it's like the Oregon trail. Um, correct, yeah, well, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Saddam, you said invaded. That's 90, 90, 91, early nineties. That's 1990. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah most definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm history August bomb. 4th, August 4th, 1990. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. And so we were, when I was 13 or about to turn 13, we moved back to the Middle East and we like lived in the Emirates and we lived in a bunch of different cities in Lebanon. And then I did my undergrad at the American University of Beirut. When you were 13, you moved back to Kuwait. Not to Kuwait, to I'm the sorry. Emirates. And then okay, to Lebanon. Yes. Yeah. So basically to the Middle East. We moved back oh, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, Middle yeah. East. And I was there until 
I graduated from college, um, which I did at the at AUB in Beirut, and then I moved here for grad school. And I've okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, can you remember when you first kind of started writing? I mean, you, can you remember even what country you first started writing in? I mean, I remember, so I moved to the States and I primarily just spoke Arabic. Um, so I kind of had to learn English while I was entering like kindergarten and all of that. I remember, sorry, my dog is like fidgeting. Um, what kind of dog I, do you have? She's not, she's like a mutt and she's okay. being really like sulky. Mm. And just sitting in the corner, she'll be fine. Um, she might jump on the bed in a second, but she. But essentially, I I started like learning how to read when I was in when I when we first moved to the states. And honestly, I remember writing like like I've written as far as I can remember, like as okay. long as I can remember. Like I remember yeah. writing little stories as I learned like the language. Um, and yeah, I've just kind of done it forever. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked to some authors, you know, some people take your route where, you know, they can be remember being five years old and writing poetry yeah. or whatever. And there are people like me, we had Mark Greeny on me. There are people who like come to it when they're 45. Um, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's the one thing. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I think like in my case, it was, it was a way of making sense of the world. Like, I think I just, I was so, um, like spun around. I feel like I was like, like, I mean, I'm sure I was traumatized as a little kid, but I was also like, what's going on? Everything in my world has just changed. I went from like Kuwait to now I live in like Mormon, Oklahoma. And I like, don't yeah. understand what this world is. And like books and writing were just a thousand percent escapism. Like, it was just like, I could, I could totally like enter these totally other worlds and like, and just use my imagination. So it ended up being kind of like, a, I think it was a way of, of like, not having to be in an uncomfortable situation. Uh-huh. And did that kind of carry you on? I mean, through college, is that what you kind of focused your, you know, energy on wanting to write full time? I mean, you don't, do, you also are a clinical psychologist as well. I right, mean, yeah. Right, right, so. yeah. So the way, I mean, I, I would say like many immigrant households, art is, was certainly valued in my house, like storytelling and writing. It was like, you know, it's like, it was like, that's great that you do that but also get a job. Um, so it was yeah, a thousand percent. So they were like, we need like an actual degree. So I didn't study any, right. I didn't study art or writing or anything like that. I did an undergraduate degree in political science. Um, and then I did my doctor, like my master's, my doctoral degree in clinical psychology. So I wrote, I was all like, again, I, I kind of wrote throughout, but it never, it was never something that I like thought of as a craft or like I'm, pouring a lot of energy into where it's going to become a career. It never it felt super far-fetched. Yeah. So um, let, let me, I'll ask you kind of a couple of questions piggybacked yeah. off of that. Um, if that's the case, you know, going back to when you first started, what was the name of the first book that you published? The first book ever was Atrium, which was a collection of poetry. So I published in poetry before I published in fiction. Uh-huh. Were you, were you writing both poetry and long-form fiction yeah. simultaneously? Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I wrote, I, until I was like in my mid-20s, yeah. I only wrote short stories and um, poetry. I had yeah. never tried to write anything longer because I was like, who has the, the energy for a novel? Like, it, it seemed so inundated like it was like insurmountable of a task um so i mostly did poetry when i moved to new york i did i would go to open mics so i actually entered the poetry world first in terms of just like submitting to journals and like performing and like finding a community around it that came first 
um, like spoken word poetry where you're totally, yeah. Um, like open mic, spoken word slams, all of that. Yeah. I always met, I always, I <laughs> mean, <laughs> you're laughing at me because you're, I just not, yeah. <laughs> so I married an ax murderer. Remember that movie with Michael I, Myers? That's so funny. I was just thinking about it the other day. Yes. My friend made me watch it because of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> am, I, am I kind of on the you're same? Not too far. Off. Some of those, some of those open mics, some of those fa- rooms Wild. are, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been a musician for my entire touring musician, my entire life. The, yes. I mean, I've spent some time since some fucking, open, yeah. Why if you, if people want it's to a lot. the craziest to the crazy, the crazies, just go yes. to an open mic in any city, any night. And sometimes you like strike gold and it'll be like, oh my God, this person, like how do they not have a 10 book deal? Like they're amazing. And yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like the places that I went, like I started going to Cornelia street cafe, which has since like shut down, but they had a wonderful open mic on Fridays. And it was just, even when like a particular poet wasn't like, Oh my God, striking, like earth shattering. It just felt like such a sweet community. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was really showing up for each other and like excited to see what you'd worked on in the like weeks since they'd last seen you. And like, it was just, it was, yeah, it was really supportive. And it's cause it's kind of like, it's part performance. It's yeah. part poetry. It's part, totally. you know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. So what kind of routine did you pick up with your writing? How did you, how were yeah. you able to compile things? So the poetry, I've never had a problem. I mean, I'm going to now curse myself and never be able to write poetry again. But for the most part, poetry has always been a relatively like, I'll just, I won't, I won't write it for months, but I never worry about it when I feel motivated. I'll write. Like I, poetry, I can wait for inspiration. Fiction, you, I personally can't wait for inspiration because I'll never do it. It's such a, it can be so tedious. You just gotta, it's like ass and chair. Like there's really not, it's like, you just gotta sit down. And you got to fucking do it. There's kind of no glamour to it and there's no secret to it. You just have to sit down and do it. So my, I set up a, a, a ritual that I actually still do when I was, again, in my mid twenties, I, I was working on my dissertation and I started working on what would become the first novel, which was Salt Houses. And I started doing 30 minutes a day. And okay. that was like, so to this day, I do 30 minutes a day. You okay. and I are the same kind of personality. I don't, I don't know. Whatever that, it is, I'm just, I have to do it because got to do it. Got to do it. You got to do it. You know what it is? You have to, you have to take the things about you that are like a little bit quirky and maybe it's slightly dysfunctional and like make them work in your favor. So I can be really obsessive and I can be kind of like, I have these things that can get like a little bit addictive. And so I'm just like, okay, I got to channel that and put that obsession and like addiction into like 30 minutes a day. I have to do this. I have to do this. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. there's worse, there's worse things I could feel preoccupied with doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, are you the kind of person you, can you do those 30 minutes anywhere? Like in a coffee shop, doesn't matter. laundry, it doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't matter. I just need to do the 30 minutes. Yeah. It, like, and actually I've even opened it up in the last few years of like, it can be nonfiction or it can be fiction, but it just has to be longer form prose because yeah. those require, they require discipline and they require kind of a daily practice, at least for me. Well, what are your, I mean, since you kind of dabble in a couple of different things, what are your thoughts on, and you know, we've had different opinions about this. Um, mm-hmm working on multiple projects at a time, you know, I'm the kind of person like I'm about to finish my first full novel. I'm it's done. It's done. Congratulations. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much why I started this podcast was to that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. My first book got published a year ago, a novella set in gotcha. Jersey city boxing gym. Love it. Love it. it got, it got released two weeks before the world shut down. So it was kind of like, well, that didn't happen. Oh, so, no. Yeah, yeah. But what I want to ask you was, you know, I'm the kind of person I can work on three novels at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I call it the Danielle Steele way. I don't know if you know her. <laughs> and yeah. that's what she does. She works on like seven books at a time. And that's why she's written over 180 books. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I would, I would say I can work. I, I don't know. I've never tried to work on multiple projects in the same genre. Like I've never tried to work on two novels at once, but I can, I definitely currently like there's a nonfiction thing I'm working on. There's a fiction thing I'm working on and there's poetry that I'm working on. So I actually find that having different genres to work on end up being kind of palate cleansers. So if I'm stuck in the fiction. I go like work on a personal essay and that helps kind of get me unstuck. Like, like I can, I use genres to kind of create like a respite when I'm feeling a little bit blocked in one yeah, yeah. And I mean, are you? it sounds like you're able to kind of plug your brain into those worlds very easily. But also, you've been doing this over time, too. It's not like, you know, you've been writing for a, quite some time now. It's, it's. Ju- I mean, yeah, I'm 34. So if I started, let's say I started the 30 minutes, like 25-ish, probably 24-ish. Yeah, it's been like a decade. So if you do, I mean, think about doing anything exactly. every single day for a decade. Like, it's just, you've just built a habit. And now my brain can go from, like, in that space of, okay, I have 30 minutes, get into the story. Okay, now the 30 minutes are done, go back to your life. Next day, do it again. Like, it's, it's I, I like, know a lot of people that are like, how can you write a book on just 30 minutes a day? And it's like, you just do it. Like, you just, like, get in the, it's so much of this is just habit formation. Like, our brains are so stupid truly. And if you just do something over and over and over again, and this is in the direction of like things that aren't great for you and things that are adaptive, you just, you'll by one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, well, it feels weird if I don't do 30 minutes today because I've developed that habit. And that's what it is. Like I started taking my health very seriously when I moved to San Francisco. When I, you know, when I lived in New Jersey, it was bacon, egg, and cheeses every day. Uh, when I moved to SF, you know, I started exercising more, started eating healthier. Um, but I still, I, I was in, I never got into working out at the gym. It was always a thing I, you know, I kind of felt insecure about. Um, but it was always more about, you know, how long it was going to take to see results and, you know, instant yes. gratification. Yes, 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 and yes, if yes, yes, writing yes. is anything, it, the last thing it is, is instant gratification. And, and through working out and getting more in shape and spending years and years now in the gym, now I can, you know, and now I feel, you know, good about my body and the same thing with my, my writing. It's the same. If you do it every day over time, you can't, you're not going to become a worse writer. <laughs> it can't hurt. Like it's not going to hurt to have. And it's also, I think it also signals back to you. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Like it's not, it's, at some point it signals back to your brain that this is something you do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think the thing I hear people like get really stuck on the most. And if I'm not writing, I tend to be out of sorts. It doesn't feel right. Like even if things, there was this great quote by Jennifer Egan, I'm going to butcher it, but it was essentially like when, when my writing is going well, even if things in my life aren't, it still makes it easier. And when the writing isn't going well, or I'm not doing it, it kind of doesn't matter how amazing things are in my personal life. And I think that there's, there is some truth to that. We're like, there's something about doing something like having a practice daily where you can at the very least at the end of the day, be like, I'm a writer because you know what? I write every day. And even if some of those 30 minutes are absolute trash and many of them are absolute trash and are, will never find their way in any final product, it's still, you're still keeping that muscle going and you're reminding yourself that this is a process that you, there's a reason you're doing this. Mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of like daily reminder of why you're doing it is really important. Uh, were you a fan of a visit from the goon squad? I was. I yeah, it was. That was a. Uh, that when I, I read that book, I hadn't read a book that style before. Yeah, it was definitely. It took it. The structure of it took me a minute to get into, but I, I, I am such a fan. I haven't read her latest one. I don't forget. Manhattan what it was Beach. 
I didn't. Yeah, I didn't read. Yeah, that. Well, uh, she's gonna. I think she's coming on the podcast in a couple months. But uh, <laughs> when she does, I'll make sure I'll, I name drop you because you quote I'll name drop. You. Oh my god, uh, please! Yeah, that'd be dope. Um, sorry, I lost my. Yeah, but but yeah, again, you do everything. Yeah, you know, if you do a hundred pushups every day, you're gonna have you're gonna get in shape. So yeah, it's exactly. some authors we talk to. You know, again, this podcast is blowing my mind because I'm I'm the dude who came from it the back the backwards way. I've been playing in bands. I've been, but I've been a reader my whole life, and it was the kind of thing. Well, why if someone else can do this, why can't I as well? Um, right. And that's why I started writing a couple of years ago. But now that I'm like writing has kind of taken over the music part of my life. <laughs> um, sorry for all the hand signals. Uh, and yeah, but now that the writing has taken part, it's the same thing. If I don't do it every day and it, there are, if there's seven days in a week, let's say three of those days are good. If you're lucky, those three, one of them's really good. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. totally. You know, totally. but I can go to sleep every night knowing I did it. That's it. That's it. And also, and again, this idea of like, what are we, what, what are we doing this for? Is it, are we just doing it to have books on shelves with our names on them? Honestly, if like, that's why a person's doing it, I feel like there are easier ways to get your like rocks off. Like there's not like, there's, this is not like, Make your like own it's not an easy process. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. I think people who are in, like, I don't think most people are into writing for like fame or money or anything like that. And if they are, they're ill-advised. I, it's like, you're doing it because there's something about the process that even though a lot of the time it can feel like you're banging your head against the wall or you can't like a, not a plot twist or whatever, there's still something magical about this process. And I, and I just like the idea of getting to tap into that. Even if, like you're saying in a particular 30 minute session, even if only for a minute or two, I get that flow state and I'm like, oh yeah, that's fun. I didn't even know I was going to write that sentence. Like what a great reminder of why this matters to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, at the end of the day, like you're saying, you know, you, you're going to do it because you want to do it. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the, it's time for my day, but at the end of the day, that 30 minutes, what else would I really, I'd much rather be writing than watching another Netflix show totally. or doing totally. the myriad of things that I can do in my life personally to waste my time. Totally. Um, totally. and at the end, you know, yeah, I was just going to say that w one thing that's been like really helpful lately for me. So I have a similar, like I similarly have to drag my feet to get myself to do the 30 minutes sometimes. And it's in the same way that I have to make myself meditate every day where I'm like, Oh, I got to meditate. I got to write. I got to whatever. And I've the last like few months I've started saying I get to meditate now. And I know it sounds so funny and like so hokey, but it really makes a difference because you hear yourself say to yourself, like you get to do your 30 minutes. Now you get to sit down and meditate for 20 minutes. Like you get to do these things. You don't have to do them. No one's putting yeah. a gun to you. No one cares if any of us write another book. Like, no matter how many people are like, oh, I liked your book, whatever. It's not going to make anyone. It doesn't really make a difference to anyone's life. If you want to do it, you have to do it. And that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to bathe you in applause because I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, that's what it is. And at the end of the day, if you're not vibing with it, if it's not your thing, pivot do something else. Yeah. Because again, this is something you get to do. No one's forcing you. Exactly. To do it. Exactly. 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 Um, no, this is super refreshing. So let, you know, let's fast forward the tape, you know, kind of, it seems that you have this routine, you know, I'm a routine kind of guy kind of keeps me in place. Let's fast forward to now 2021, but we're recording this podcast and your newest book is coming out. What is the name of it? 
It's called The Arsonist City. Uh-huh. And it's coming out March 9th. And how many books into the catalog are you now? So it's the second novel and the sixth book total. I have four poetry collections and this is the second novel. I mean, is it pretty dope to kind of look back and kind of see how this is? And, and you have obviously probably have a bright future, obviously, ahead of you as well. So, I mean, is it dope to look back and see, you know, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it is. It's, I actually had never seen the books. I did an event in Qatar and Qatar like a year and a half ago, and they had this really lovely case where they like had the books up, but I'd never. I mean, I have copies of all the books. I just don't have them displayed anywhere. So I'd never seen them next to each other because that would be really weird to have like a shrine to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) So I just like saw saw them all together and it was actually really like, it was kind of emotional. I was like, oh, there they are. There was something really lovely about that. Yeah, yeah. But you you have copies of your books, but you're saying, obviously it's not on display like your wall like this. But I mean, you have, you can walk through a bookshelf past your house and see a spine of your book, right? There's, yeah, yeah. So like I have a book on like this spine or like, and then I have a poetry. I think there's actually maybe a couple of poetry collections. I don't even know if I have copies anymore because I've given them to people. But like, but yeah, it'll be like one is on this bookshelf. One is on that bookshelf. There's no place where I just have like an altar to my books. (laughs) (laughs) We uh we did a podcast with someone and they had something like that. So we won't we won't mention any names. And again, you know what? Honestly, if you can hype yourself up in that way, like go for it. That's awesome. Actually, I yeah, it's great. It's this is this shit isn't easy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. If if I was the UFC heavyweight champion, I would make you would display that shit. Yeah. Everywhere I walk, any direction (laughs) I looked at, I'd see that. You would just take it from room to room with you. Mona Lisa's eyes. You know how it just goes wherever you go. That's hilarious. (laughs) Have you ever been to the Louvre? I went there and yeah, and the line was there were so many people. Oh my god! I mean, there must have been. It must have been over a thousand people because totally, yeah. a little hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like lining up to take. I didn't even look at. I, I, I I'm like a short. I peeped. Kind of same, same, like, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's actually kind of underwhelming to be honest with you. It's a little anticlimactic. You're just sort of like, oh. That's it. Okay. Especially if you're in the Louvre. I mean, I mean, that's one of the. There's other things that are happening that are more impressive, kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Likewise. Yeah. 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 Um, Two quick questions I always do at the end. Um, First off, do you do you have a social media presence, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Where can people get in touch? I do. I have. um, God, I have. I've been on Twitter maybe once in the last year, and I need to get on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Been promoting, Um, but. I'm on Instagram pretty regularly Great. and that's at Hala and Alian. So H A L A N A L Y A N. And it's the cool. same thing for Facebook and the same thing for Twitter. Yeah. We'll give you a follow. We'll, uh, we'll hand out the link. And uh, obviously you're Brooklyn. I'm assuming you're, I already yeah. know the answer, but uh, let's uh, give some love for some bookstores. People should be buying your books from. I'm assuming. I love it. Greenlight books. That's always actually, the first yeah, one. Yeah. Books are good. magic. Um, I'm going to actually be doing the launch on March 9th with Greenlight and it's going to be remote. So if people want to join, I'm going to be doing Udruman Alam. And oh, dope. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a kind I've never taken part of that. Is that a kind of, how does that work in comparison to this podcast? Well, what are those like? What are those like? It's a, that's a good question. I think it depends on the, on the, like, you know, when you're like in conversation with, it like kind of depends on the person you're doing it with. Okay. So yeah. I, I know, I know Naman pretty well. And I'm, I think it's going to, like, he's just going to have some like random questions for me. And it's yeah. just going to be a little bit of a back and forth. Um, but sometimes there's like a moderator or there's a panel or it's a little bit more formal, but like, I think it's going to just be like a chat. Yeah, no, the podcast has been kind of picking up some steam because in the book world, it doesn't seem like anyone's really, you know. Uh, I love that. Yeah, no, I am definitely going to check this out after because it is, I didn't like, 
I think there's something about being able just to like shoot the shit with people that like to write and like to read. That's really refreshing and not to feel like there's the, there's a pressure for it to have a certain kind of like, it needs to carry a certain kind of weight or, or be um, digestible in a certain kind of way. Like there's something really fun about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, reading at the end of the day should always be something you do for joy reading. I'm not saying writing, reading. Um, totally. And I started the podcast for my joy from reading. And because again, like, you know, a lot of people, are listening to these episodes and they don't have the MFA. They didn't go to whatever, whatever. Yeah. And they're hearing authors that maybe they've had read and didn't because stories of authors, no one really knows, you know, they, they don't really know the story. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, and I think there is something like, I'm all about like, you know, go to a university event or go to a book. So like, that's fun. But there is, there is something to be said for like, there are a thousand roads to Rome and like, you do not need an MFA to write. You do not need to have like done formal education in the field to do it. Like you, it's just not necessary. You don't have and to it might that. take you 10 years to write your 18th book. And that's the one that pops. It doesn't it's make a difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, and it goes back to what we were saying before. That's why you got to find something in this process you enjoy, because that's got to be the thing that's bringing you back like day after day or week after week, it can't be this like result oriented thing yeah. because even that's really fleeting. Like let's say you write a book and it's successful and you get a prize. Like that'll feel amazing, but it's also at some point you're going to wake up and have to work on the next thing. Yeah. You should go. If you, if you have some time, listen to our Janet Fitch episode. I don't know if you know Janet Ooh, Fitch. Of yeah. course. And she talked <gasps> about what happened after white oleander's success. Um, that's a cool, that's an interesting story. We've had some authors who've talked about. I love stuff. that. Yeah, I would yeah. love to hear that. Yeah. yeah success. That I mean, out. it'll fuck you up a little bit. Success will fuck you with your head. You yeah. took the words out of Janet's mouth. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Holla, what an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Likewise. This was great. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll link up again soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Yeah. Later. Hey, do I hang up? No, you're okay. Okay. <laughs> I edit everything after. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. It, it, it doesn't, I'll edit all that. Don't worry. I'm like, Bye. Well, it's funny because when I do the pre-interview now, I, I, I had to learn all these things alone. No one's, no one's telling me how to do this. So yeah. I, I had to learn through mistakes, but yeah, no, I edited everything out. I thought I'd said that in the beginning, but it oh, I don't. I mean, it doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and this will all be edited out. But yeah, what a blast! Um, I'll give you a follow on Insta, and please keep in touch. I would love that. Thank you so much. Most definitely. Yeah, and when, we get, right. a, and when we get a copy of the book, um, I'll probably release this around when March seventh is the March 9th, I think is the date. Okay, March yeah. 9th. So I'll I'll release this episode probably towards the second half of March. Amazing. I'm really looking forward to checking the podcast out. Oh yeah, it's dope. It's yeah, really I mean. Yeah. Again, you'll you'll see the progression. I've gotten I love it. Yeah, over time. Uh, but do the I mean, we've had some huge guests. Yeah, it's been it dope. sounds like it. Just yeah. the people that you're mentioning. Yeah, that's yeah. Amazing. I just we had Walter Mosley on last week. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he was. I mean, we talked for almost really? an hour and a half. Yeah, he was the man. Yeah, oh, he's dope. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Yeah, but yeah. Let us. Let's. Uh, we'll. We'll talk via Insta. I would love that. Awesome. Later. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Take care.